I see so many job posts saying that you need X amount of years in order to get an entry-level job. Well, have you thought about getting that experience while still in school? And the job doesn't even need to be what you major in. Hi everybody, it's your host, Samantha and Maria, and we're back with another episode that you don't want to miss where we talk about how to grow your career in an industry that was not designed with us in mind. We'll be diving deep into this topic, but before we do, make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Thanks. So I see that you're a developer advocate, but this is not what you're going to school for. What is your major? My major in school is industrial and systems engineering with an information systems focus and a minor in French. Oh, those are like, that's like three things. How are you even keeping up with all three studies? Caffeine, pure spite. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, and hustle, and hustle. determination. No, but I, I, okay. no, but I think spite <laughs> is that. I think I'm just being spiteful. Honestly, like I've had so many teachers in the past tell me that like, oh, you shouldn't do engineering, be too hard. You're not fit for this. So I'm just like, honestly, fuck those kids. Like, fuck them. Like, I want to do this. Because okay. I don't think anybody should tell a student that they can't do something before they even try. Like, I think you're just, you know, bitter and, and old. So I'm going to be very proud when I post my, my graduation from engineering. Yeah. Are they like this? Yeah. Okay. And that makes sense. For those who know and on video know what this means. <laughs> If you're on the audio on Apple Podcasts, you may not see, but we are pointing at our front of our hands. So yes. So how is your majors, your three, the two majors and a minor? It's just a major and a minor. Industrial systems is like one combined major. And then I'm just doing an, an emphasis on information systems. And then you have a minor in French. Yeah, I was a double major in French. And then I got a real job and realized it wasn't worth it. Wee oui, wee. Oui. All right. <laughs> So how is this major related to your current job as a developer advocate? Honestly, sometimes I'm like, not at all. Like, but then I think back and I'm like, no. So industrial systems engineering is kind of like um, applied math used for system design. So it's very broad, but one thing I definitely use. So I did a human factors engineering class. So just learning about like, all of the measurements that come in between like a human and a machine interaction. So as a person who worked in like product and working with introducing people to our product, they're always talking about the beginner perspective, but to have like the mathematical basis, like why certain people think a certain way when they interact with a new machine or a new product or a new skill, just like brought a lot of depth to the work that I do. And then I think also just generally like system design, like before my time at working as a developer advocate, I was a data scientist, like data science intern. Actually, you know what? I'll call myself a scientist per. <laughs> You are. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a scientist. You are, girl. But I, what I realized, it's like, it's really the same problems, just a different data set. Like, you have the same, relatively the same problems that you do in cloud infrastructure that you do in front end, but it's just a different data set. So being able to take that mindset and that approach to software engineering, I think, has helped me a lot in what I want to do, because I, I never see myself as just like somebody that's just going to commit code. I see myself thinking about the bigger product at large and the people that they serve. So I think that's what my major has given me. The rest is YouTube. It's a nice North Star, though, to be like, this is what I want to do. How can I get there throughout my career? So I think you're on the right track. Did you know what you wanted to do when you went to school? Yeah, actually, I did. I think I was very lucky. In high school, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon. I think I was just on that 
that women in STEM, girl boss era group of education where I just thought medicine was the only thing for me. But then I had an opportunity to work in a biochemistry lab. And I was so fascinated by the machines and all of the technology that we were using. And I was like, okay, you can apply it to this use case, this use case. I knew I wanted to go into engineering. And then I watched the big short in my economics class. So I've always been a math person. So I was like, oh my God, you guys can use math to like predict the future and make some money. That's so cool. So I was able to take those two experiences and realize that engineering was for me, even though I had never really a met an engineer, never met an engineer who looked like me, never met like a, a woman engineer or black woman engineer. I actually had to like watch hidden figures in high school to even see that on TV ever. So I've always known that I want to go engineering and I've always want liked entrepreneurship. So I think I landed in industrial systems engineering because I wanted, you know, the opportunity to see a variety of different industries and I've always been a big picture thinker so I love to see different parts interact with each other in a system so I I think I made the right decision of choosing industrial system engineering I mean I started as mechanical engineering and then I saw how much physics there was and I I kind of took a <laughs> a hard left <laughs> Pivot to math. Like, but I like math, but I don't like no, physics. No, no, no. Physics, <laughs> physics is so not like go. me. As soon as we get to like electron particles, the brain just turns off. <laughs> yeah. I think I liked physics when I was in high school, but yeah, I didn't I was like an art person. I love like painting, so that's the way I went. But now I'm like back into math. But anyways, so are you working currently while you're in school? So I was working for most of this year and then I recently got laid off. But my plan is to go back to work maybe by like February-ish and continue. So I'm taking two classes, I think. So continue working and going to school part-time. I think it just adds more like substance to your life, I guess. Honestly, getting both experiences. Can you tell me the experience between like, say like somebody who just does college versus somebody who's like college and working? Yeah, there's a big difference. So I'm doing a senior design project. So for a senior design project, it's a group of four of us. And we're working as consultants for um, an aerospace company. And our project is like working with like drones. That's just like the overview. And I've just noticed there's a huge difference. Like a lot of my classmates who don't have work experience are just like waiting to be called on and they're just waiting to be told what to do. Like they're just waiting for instructions to follow or like they need like a set project or like, you know, a list of tasks for them to complete and submit with a few deadlines. But they don't really have a lot of creativity, I would say. In a job, like there's no grades. You're just supposed to come up with ideas, throw them at the wall and keep going. And I think that level of like being able to be dynamic in situations is just not there unless you have, you know, real experience of like, okay, there's a deadline. My client wants this or my my manager wants this. The stakeholders want this. And I need to figure out the solution and not just wait for somebody else's instructions to come. And I don't think there's that, you know, flexibility in students right now. We talked about this in, a, in another episode where when you're in school, at least in America, you are just told what to do. Like you're not told how to learn. You're just told this is what you need to learn. Whereas when you're on the job, you're getting paid to think. You're getting paid to come up with new ideas. I think it's a big switch from like American education to going into the workplace. So I definitely agree with you about how like I'm not in school right now, but I can definitely see how that could be the difference between the two. So the people who are not in working, what are they doing? So I go to a, a top engineering school. So most students, while they're in class, they'll only do class or maybe they'll do like a part-time job or some kids do research. 
And then in the summer, over the summer, they'll do their work. So my school is a big feeder for the FANG. So a lot of kids will like work for Google over the summer and that'll pay for all of their living expenses throughout the whole year. So kids mostly don't work and go to school at the same time in my university unless they're like usually seniors or grad students or honestly like really motivated by an ideal or a project or they have financial circumstances, I would say. But the average engineering student is in the books all the time. If you were not working and you just had school, what would you be doing with that extra time? I can't remember the last time I wasn't working, but (laughs) (laughs) I guess before my full-time work, I'd probably continue what I did before. So before I started working as a developer advocate, I was vice president for National Society of Black Engineers for my chapter. So a lot of community service, community organizing. I was a computer science tutor, so I would teach kindergarten through 12th grade computer science principles like Python, Java, HTML, the basics. I also ran like a summer camp for STEM enrichment. So I think I would stay in that community organizing STEM education space because I really love that. I mean, I'm so lucky to have people who believed in me my entire like way through and I just want to give that back. So I'll probably do something like that. So you're still hustling. You're just hustling in a different form. (laughs) You're still educating yourself in different ways. So I love that. That's awesome. So you're working and you've probably seen other students who are like new grads coming in versus people who have like a non-traditional background, like maybe went to a coding boot camp. Do you see a big difference between these two? Yes. Okay. Yes. And no, I might be a little bit biased. So outside of my my natural society black engineering bubble like I love my Nesby family like they're great wonderful fantastic and they resemble more of backgrounds of non-traditional students so they have like the best of both worlds where they have the network they have sometimes the expertise depending on so like I know a lot of EEs that do really really well in back-end and system engineering because they have that extra understanding of the hardware that you wouldn't get in a boot camp but then I think there's a little bit of elitism that comes with the people in the university system them, especially like the top private schools. Like I remember my freshman year in engineering 101 class when we had a talk about why are you in engineering? So many people were asked that question. They're like, oh yeah, my dad works for Apple or my blah, blah, works for Google. My dad's an engineer and it was just something I was supposed to do. So I think there's sometimes a level of entitlement that comes with it where it's like, I'm only here. I know I'm going to get this job. This job is for me and I'm, I deserve to be in this space because I was born into it. And sometimes it's something that people grow out of. But unfortunately, those types of people end up coming, becoming mean nerds, I like to call them, where they think that there's only one way to be an engineer. And like your value is only in, you know, what your GitHub repo looks like or, you know, how many algorithms, you know, instead of having that depth of like, okay, I would consider like my non-traditional students have an understanding of like, okay, I'm building a product for people to use. I'm not just making technology to live in a bubble for me and my friend's entertainment. So I feel like they're more grounded in that. I guess it's a mixed bag. Like you can have expertise and you can have confidence in your skill set. But at the end of the day, your products are going to the general public in some way, shape or form. Like even if you're a small micro company, you're somebody's going to use your product that has no idea what you're doing. And you have to have empathy for that person. And I, I don't think it's there. And I don't think it's in the university system. Like our mandatory general education classes, there's no ethics. There's no learning about people that aren't like you at all. And that translates in the workplace. So I think there needs to be a big change for university systems as they're sending people out there. Sorry for the rant. No, this is a good rant because how do you think the university system can help people build that empathy? Or is it just like, that's not their job? Okay, I might be biased. I had this plan when I was a freshman back when I had so much light in my eyes and 
you know, no responsibilities. We have a mandatory like classes that we have to take. And one thing I did that I think really helped me become a better person was every semester I dedicated myself to taking a class and something that I was not comfortable with at all. So one year it was learning about LGBTQ history in LA. The next year was about disability across the United States and the world. The next year it was about the Middle East and globalization. So things that were not about me or my identity, but I was forced to be uncomfortable. And through that like discomfort, I think I became a better person and I was able to put myself in other people's shoes. So like having a class where every single student, every single freshman, every single transfer student goes in and feels that level of discomfort so they can look internally and go through that process of like deprogramming yourself in some sort of way is like essential and should be just as mandatory as a calc class. I 100% agree with you. Well, math and science is like what makes money and we forget that people also make money. Like people's experiences can impact so many things. So, yeah. And there's so many products out there like run by people that I'm like, oh, my gosh, like you don't care. You don't care about people at all. Like all the things that are going on with AI right now. Like, you know, I'm an AI stan. I'm an AI girly. But I don't trust the people working on the projects. I genuinely don't. Like sometimes things I hear and then I find out that they're a machine learning engineer. I'm like, oh God, you have too much power. Like the way that they're able to manipulate people to like stay on, get more watch time, the way that they're already doing image processing, yet the nine times out of 10, the images that they used are just like white people. Like just, just that level of like the fact that there's nobody who looks like you in the room and they don't care. They only see like two types of people in the room and they don't care. says a lot. That's something that's learned. Like that's not something that's an innate thing where you think okay like this is normal this is regular like that's something that they've gotten used to so if there's something that starts at the high school level at the college level of showing them like empathy is a big part of everything that you do even if you work for like apple advertising or whatever everything that you do touches somebody else going into work with that knowledge will change a lot of the decisions that you make and i think it'll change it for the better i have lots of feelings about ai and the racism that's played with ai we definitely have a whole episode about that in season one we talk about ai and how so racist and it's a lot but i agree with you that's why we're here right that's why we're here on the show to help educate other black women to get us in the door, to help us climb up the ladder. So we are making those decisions. We are seeing these, getting ourselves in the room. So we can fix these problems. We just have to get there and we're going to get there. So thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you, Maria. I had a great time. Till next time. Bye.